Well, I'm Angel Perubsky. This session is Beyond the Badge. So if this is not where you wanted to be, now's your time to run out the door real quick. No. <laughs> um, but I am the Girls Ministry Director in Ohio. And I actually am going to be talking a little bit today about doing girls ministry in a non-traditional format. So we talked a lot in the last session. Um, actually, we covered some of these things with Crystal, but we also talked a lot specifically about the clubs and the club rooms and the different levels. And so today, I really want to spend a lot of time talking about how to make it work if you have a smaller church that maybe doesn't have the leadership, as we talked about with Kim, doesn't have the leadership to separate the boys and the girls. Or maybe... Um, you have a large church and your pastor, we have that represented, um, saying, eh, you know, I'm not really sure. Or we love the program, but we don't like the badges and the sashes. And there's so many different reasons that we could be sitting in this room today. But if you hear nothing else, just know that the heart of girls' ministry is a ministry to girls. Um, it's nothing more than that. Minister to these girls. Love these girls. Teach them who they are in Christ. Disciple them. And that should look different in every single one of our churches. It should not look like a box package because Radiant Life Church Wadsworth is different than Velocity Church in Mansfield. We have different people. We have different culture. We have different girls. An inner city church is going to need something different than a suburban church or a rural church. And so just being intentional about loving your girls where they're at. Um, and I want to take that a step further Girls' ministry is loving girls where they're at and not where we, where we want them to be. Um, because oftentimes we can get stuck in that this is where I want them to be and you should be here. And maybe this little girl, you've grown up in church and for the last 15 years you should know better, right? Anybody raise your hand if you've thought those words before. You should know better. And then if we're being honest with ourselves, we should know better sometimes, right? We should know better before we open up our mouth. And so that is the heart, is just reaching in, loving these, loving these girls, um, diving into their world, where that they're at in life, what their specific needs are, which might change from year to year. So doing it the way we've always done it for five years, even in a traditional program, will never work because you have different girls with different family dynamics with different backgrounds. Um, but I think we can all agree that in our culture, um, that it's shifting quickly. I mean, there are now on our applications, you know, what is, what is the gender at birth? If you have a child who goes to a pediatrician, now it says, has the gender been decided? Um, that is new. That's at your pediatrician office. This is the world in which we live. And so the church has to be on their game. We have to be ready to disciple and mentor. So I'm glad you're here. Um, I know that I've got my reps in the back corner, a bunch of reps over there. But just wondering by a show of hands, are you here and you have traditionally done the girls' ministry program? So raise your hand if your church does the traditional program. Okay, and raise your hand if you do not do the traditional program, um, but maybe you want to get a girls' ministry program or you're doing something different. Okay, cool. So we have a variety. So today I'm going to just break it down as the way it was listed. And no, please interrupt me at any time. If you have an idea, it might be better than mine, and I would be happy to step aside and let you share that. I know we have a wellspring of knowledge in the corner. And for those of you who've done the program, I'm sure you have ideas and things that you would want to share. So this is open discussion and open feedback. That's the way it works. Um, Hi. Okay. No, I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I need to do that. It's my ADD. So, oh, right. <laughs> so I'm going to start off by talking about some of the free resources that are available to you because we all like free stuff, right? I know I do. So if you have not visited the National Girls Ministry website, please do so. It's ngm.ag.org. ngm.ag.org. I mean, you know, because we need to have fun in here, right? Um, if you do teen girl ministry specifically, they have the most free resources at this time. Um, that is by far where you're going to get the most amount of free resourcing is under their teen girl tab. They have what's called the hot topics. And I actually printed one out. We can pass it around. I was like, I should print one out for everybody. But then I know that if you're like my husband, he hates printed stuff. So this is the sponsor guide and then um, something to give to the girls. So for instance, you print it out and they're all 
just what they're called hot topics. There's bullying, there's suicide, there's growing up without a dad. This one is called The Party Life, and it talks a lot about clubbing and just the lifestyle that comes with that. So it opens up with scriptures and asks things like, uh, what's the danger in participating in the actions listed here? Um, think of some example, examples of being conformed to the world and what areas are you being conformed to the world? So it's very specific on how to do that. I'll go ahead and pass those around. Somebody wants to keep it, feel free. But again, there's, I want to say, like 20 to 25 of those. For me, if I'm using that as a free resource, that can happen on a Friday night. Um, that can happen as even a youth group topic, where here's your kind of sermon that you talk about, but then you separate your boys and your girls and you talk about it because it's going to look very different. So when we open up and we do a topic, that's free given to us on bullying, we would say a boy would look at that, same exact scripture references, same exact meat of that message, but the way a boy bullies and the way a girl bullies look very different most of the time. And so when they get into a small group setting, instead of maybe an altar time or instead of the game, maybe that's where you have your connecting time. And and that's gender-specific ministry. It's not just come to the girls' club that I can make my youth ministry or I can make my kids' ministry gender-specific in those moments. And so just being purposeful in that. On um, the national website, there's also free sleepover packets. So if you're familiar with the Coins for Kids sleepover, um, even if your church doesn't do the Coins for Kids missions project, there's a sleepover packet. It has crafts and it has games and it has ideas and the devotional, everything set up for you so you literally have to fill in a blank. They're fantastic. There are retreat packets. I was again going to print these out but they're like 40 pages long because it has your sermons it even breaks down like snacks that go with your theme that you can have again crafts so you're if you're here in the room and you're like what can I do with my teen girls maybe once a year or twice a year here's a retreat completely provided for you tailor it to what you want but here's every idea here's sermon topics here's worship ideas that you can do for it so take advantage of those free resources that are available because they are in abundance and they're continually adding new and uh, reformatting. Actually, these hot topics are being reformatted at some point this month. They'll all be new and released. So just keep your eye open for that. I want to talk a little bit. First of all, do you have any questions on free resources or resources that you might want or need? So as you're in your rooms, as you're in your churches, are there any resources that you're maybe not familiar with or you want more of? I know, right? <laughs> All right, so we'll go ahead and talk about combining clubs. Um, I talked about this a little bit, that sometimes we cannot separate boys and girls, and, and that's okay. It's okay that you need to have things combined. Again, on the national website, there is a complete packet put together. It's called Girls Ministry and Rangers All Together. It gives ideas on how to make that happen. It suggests you can go on, read it, print it out. Also, if you're from a teenage perspective in your youth ministries, again, have the sermon. Have your time where you're all together. But at the end, I know for our church, we've been taking advantage of it. We have, as they separate into small groups, at the end of the night, they talk about the sermon. And they have high school girls in a group, middle school girls in a group, high school boys in a group, and middle school boys in a group. And they're dissecting and they're learning and they're talking about it. And you're probably sitting here maybe looking at me like, but this has nothing to do with our curriculum. That's right, because girls' ministry isn't curriculum. It's ministry to girls. And in that moment, your youth leaders and your youth sponsors and your youth pastors' wives, and hopefully they're interacting, and your girls' ministry leaders are actually helping in youth and vice versa, um, they're still continuing that mentoring process gender-specifically. And so take advantage of each and every one of those opportunities. Um, We were actually leading, my staff and I, an area meeting a couple weeks ago and somebody said, well, how are you How are you engaging the culture with girls' ministry or boys' ministry? How are you still teaching these things? Because it's so hard when the culture is saying, you know, don't open up a door for a lady. They can do it themselves. They're empowered. And yeah, there's, there is going to be that pushback. This is the world in which we live and we can't run from it. But there are times that when they're in our care, who we are... Let me get the door for you. Um... No, you're fine. Um, 
One of my reps want to make sure she's okay. Thank you so much. But in those moments, I totally lost my train of thought on that. Um, Where was I at? Oh, how are we engaging that? Right. (laughs) I was getting the door for somebody who looked like they were dying. That's where I was. Uh, I don't care what I'm talking about. Are you okay? Um, But taking advantage of moments to teach um, gender-specific things. So as we're having maybe a youth group event and there's pizza, hey, we're going to let our girls go first. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute, fellas. Those ladies are going in. Can you get that door for her? And A, teaching the lady that that's okay. Just being intentional in those little details matters because they're picking up on that. The way we model things, um, being kind and gentle, and and teaching well. You know, not just from a book and not just from a curriculum, but taking advantage of those times like that in our everyday. That's how we mentor. That's how we teach because... Just like you guys are going to do all day today, you're going to sit and you're going to hear people talk and there's going to be a lot of great things said, but you're not going to learn as much as what you have learned when you've walked through life with people and you've rubbed shoulders with them and you see how they're interacting. And so um, take advantage of those everyday life lessons um, in your club rooms and your youth rooms and your kids' ministry rooms um, outside of that. So don't be afraid to combine if that's where you're at. Don't be afraid to put those boys and those girls together. If that's what you have to do, it's okay. But just make it work for you. Take take those moments that you can and separate it, um, whether it's through small groups, whether it's through intentional verbiage and the way that we live. Um, also with that, in combining clubs, you can combine girls and girls. So this is something that our church did this year, and that it's becoming more and more and more popular. We had one Daisy. We have a huge Prims class and a huge Rainbows class. And so we had a teacher who was willing to teach every every week. But again, as you structure that and you look at the best use of somebody's time, when there are qualified people and then you can rotate and have subs, we had decided to combine our Daisies and our our Prims class. So if you're familiar with that program, the Daisies units, their activity page is verbatim with the storyline. So as you teach the story, it's what did so-and-so do with, and then it's like, oh, but we just combined this lesson, and it means the same thing, and it's got the same point, but now she's not going to know, and our leaders were a little bit freaked out the first couple weeks that they did it. I mean, honestly, it was like, Angel, how do I do it? I need, we need to have another training. And so we did, and we sat, and we walked through. And I want you to know, not just from Angel Perebsky, not just in Ohio, not just from your area reps, from a national level, the heart is that these girls know and understand God's word. It's not about filling out the activity page verbatim. It is not about the fact that they can do it the way that it says to do it on paper. But at the end of the day, do they really know what it means to be kind? Do they not only know what that scripture says, but do they know how to live that scripture? That's the heartbeat. It's not just getting through for the sake of getting through. So when you're combining, it's okay to eliminate a section of this this study, because it's really covered over here as well, and it will make sense. So don't be afraid to modify um, when you're using the curriculum. Take what, what works for you. There are times, come on, we all sit in sermons, and some of it is like, man, that just punched me in the gut. That was for me. How did he know? And for me, it's like, my husband, are you preaching at me for real? But Because <laughs> he's the pastor of our church. But we have those moments where we're sitting in a message, and we're like, that is it. And then there's another part that you're like, I'm good. You know, maybe maybe this part right here isn't something that challenges me because I'm, I feel like I'm really getting it in that area. God's really just blessing that area of my life and moving in me in that area. It's the same way for your girls. There are going to be things that they need from you that maybe they need right now, but they don't need in six months, or they might not relate to this very well right now, but they will at some point, or they already have. And so feel free to adapt and adjust and do what works for you. Does anybody have any questions about combining girls with boys, boys with girls, or girls with girls? Yes. We actually have the same thing. We have, on a full night, we have like 14 friends, mm-hmm. and our Daisy's teacher um, has one. Yeah. So what we've been doing is we have, um, well, she just graduated last year. She's gold medalist, so she's our helper in Prims. We have yeah. a Prim sponsor. 
and I pull the daisy out and I do daisy stories and yeah. lessons with her mm -hmm. because that's the only way we could figure it out. She does the craft together. Right. She, we do the games together. Mm -hmm. We hold her for the story. So, because mm -hmm. we want her to have the nine and daisies is one year. And, yep. But that's exactly the scenario. We yeah. try to figure it out. Yeah, and it is. And that's okay. Make it work for you. Make it work for your church. And it, again, should look very different because we're not trying to fit square pegs into round holes here. We want you to be able to utilize the resources that we have for you and beyond and, and disciple your girls, minister to your girls. Anybody else on combining? All right. So let's talk a little bit about how to use curriculum and pieces. I'm going to talk a little bit, and we're going to get to not using girls' ministry curriculum as well, but using the curriculum and pieces. So um, a decision that was made by our girls' ministry coordinator this year for our church, and we try to be awards-based. Um, that's, that's where we have always been is there are journals for friends and girls only, right? And they write in them, and that's a part of it. And what they had noticed is that the girls were coming into class, and this was their body language. And they're just our girls. They're down. They're sitting. Their heads are down, and they're writing. And they're taking notes, and that's good, right? We would all agree that that was good. Um, but what was happening in our church is we have a lot of disconnect between the girls in that ministry. They're not hanging out afterwards. They're not really engaging with one another. They're showing up, and they're learning. But a part of that is building relationships and mentoring one another and iron sharpening iron. And that was a huge feat. You know, it was just a feat in the room. And so what they did this year is they took pieces and parts out of what was in their journals. They have a bunch of blank paper and a binder. They've got a lot of the questions that are in there, and they're being intentional about what's happening in the room. So for perspective, when I taught our unit on accountability, there's a section in there where it is talking about an armor bearer. What should a good armor bearer be? And so it lists on, in their journal pages a bunch of words. So instead of it being just in theirs, I put on like a huge, you know, those big sticky notes that you can put on the walls, you know, three foot, and I wrote all those words down, and then I had them say, okay, well, each go around the room, like, what's a word that you want me to circle, and what's a word you want me to cross off? What's a good armor bear? Okay, now, what are some of your own words? And so not only did they look up here for this, but in each other's journals, they wrote down what a good armor bearer looked like. So each one of them, they're getting it. We made it work for them. It's different. It's out of the box. They're journaling. They're having something to take away. But no longer for them are they looking down. A big group of shy girls who are inside their own, now they're interacting and they're mingling and they're hearing each other's hearts and it's coming alive in a way that it wouldn't have before. So don't be afraid to do that. It doesn't have to be, this is the journal and they need to fill out every single question and they got to do it right, otherwise they can't badge. I would prefer for them to have three empty questions and really get the heartbeat of what a friend is, what an armor bearer is, how to be accountable to one another, how to lift each other up in their time of need, because to me, that is way more important than a medal or a badge or anything else that we can give them on earth, but who they are in Christ is going to excel. And so take advantage of those. Think outside of the box. Make it work for you. If this section works, great. If you are not artsy, don't do a craft. Do something hands-on. It's all right. For me, I should never touch a craft, ever. Um, and that's not me being overly humble or me, me, me being uh, grumpy with myself. It's the fact that that is not my gift, and I know it. So for me, we're going to act things out all day long. We're going to role play. We're going to be silly. We're going to be on our feet and moving because that's, that's my style. Now I have another teacher who she is incredible, and everything she touches is like, how do you do that? I want to be you when I grow up, right? <laughs> Will you please do craft with my kids because I have failed them in that area. And that's okay. So in her class, that's, her, that's the bread and butter. That's where she spends a little bit more time. Pull out the sections. The way in which you teach, the way that you are comfortable, will be the way that the girls also are comfortable because you're leading in comfortability. You're leading with what you know, and it's going to feel more natural than me being like, I, 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 don't, know, I don't know how to do this. Uh, I, I think you put the glue dot here. That's just going to add stress to the room, right? So... Do what works for you. Choose what you want out of it. Um, 
Any, any suggestions or ideas on pulling pieces apart, maybe things that you've done that have worked or maybe not worked in your local areas? You're talking about doing it in pieces? Okay. So that's we spend a lot of time in the kitchen reading a recipe and how what is a cup and what is a half a cup, mm-hmm. all of that, and they really enjoy that. And you can throw that in with almost any sermon. Yes. You know? Yeah. No, that's good. You always got to have snack food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, food always helps, right? <laughs> for sure. For sure. What else? Anybody else on that? All right. So let's talk about some ways to have girls' ministries with and without the curriculum. Um, let's let's start with a small group or a life group. Uh, a lot of churches are going to life group meetings in homes. Uh, some people do that with their student ministries. And so I would say that in that moment, take advantage. Maybe have a separate boys and a girls group. Um, Use a, a book study. Find a book that you're like, this is great. I know people are into Beth Moore and Anne's Boz Camp, whatever. I'm just going to plug the AG for a minute and say if you can find a spirit-led author, I'd, I'd go with that. I would, I would incorporate the gifts of the Holy Spirit if possible. Um, but there are a lot of great authors that are not employed by our national office that have something to say. Uh, There's another program called the Polka Dot Girls. It was actually written by the um, Minnesota Girls Ministry Director. So she's the director and in her state, she she promotes that. Uh, She has people who do the traditional programming and she has people who buy Polka Dot Girls, which also has Bazooka Boys. And Bazooka Boys is written like a comic strip. And so that's working in their district. If there's something that works and you're having a small group, maybe your boys are reading Every Young Man's Battle. That's okay. So get together, read it, talk about it. Um, Take advantage of the conversations. Maybe you're using the hot topics for something like that. Maybe you're pulling in the curriculum. I just want to say I have not found better discipleship curriculum than what our national office pulls out. I love it. I love it. I love it so much that my husband is tired of hearing me talk about how much he loves it, and he started using it with our adults. So, and he does. He has done multiple units of our girls only and um, friends, but more of the girls only curriculum with our men and women on Wednesday nights, and they have no idea. But as they're talking and digging into God's word, there's good stuff there. So instead of pulling out all the she's and the, and the pronouns that don't make sense for a mixed setting, he's looking at it going, this, this has to be used. People need to know this. So I'm not saying disregard it, but for real, it's $19.99 for like a ton of lessons. So it's not an expensive investment when you're just purchasing a CD that has a bunch of units. As a youth pastor, um, in my former church, I was the youth pastor and the girls ministry coordinator. So, and I did our teen girl ministry. I had a lot of hats there. I used to love looking at the curriculum and know like my kids are really struggling with friendship and I need to, I need to do a sermon on that and pulling a section of that out for my sermon and then know that next month we're going to be diving in a little bit deeper in our club room. Um, just an idea. Talk to your kids' ministry pastors. Talk to your youth pastors. Where is the heart? Like, What do these kids need right now? Let's see if any of this curriculum that I have works with what you need and how can I continue what you're doing in youth ministry with these girls or with these boys? So you're working together because ultimately they're all of our kids, right? It shouldn't be this ministry versus that ministry. And when you're starting to hear and feel and establish the part of that, it's going to come more naturally. And so a good place for that to happen is in a small group or a life group that's another night of the week. Um, The idea of even doing one night a month. Uh, some churches are doing that. They meet once or twice a month for their teen girl ministry. It seems like that is the one that struggles a little bit. Um, with our kids, everybody wants to drop their kids off. Everybody needs a break from their kids. Right? It, I don't know. I don't really understand why. But, you know, once they get to that 6th, 7th, 8th grade level, there is that I'm involved in this now, and there is a tug of war for time. Um, but we don't want to miss out on the opportunity. 
So maybe in your church, Wednesday nights don't happen, or they go to youth, so then we stop doing gender-specific ministry, which happens more frequently than anything else. So get together once a month on a Friday night. And I know for our church, that's the method that we've been doing. And it's so much fun. I will tell you, we have 100% attendance every single time. Because once a month is not too much, and it's not too little. And they can't wait, and they will stay the whole night. And we always like go somewhere like Pizza Hut or Taco Bell or whatever, and we eat and hang out. Um, so they're getting socialization time, but they are diving into the Word, and they're talking. And so... Make it work, whether it's once a month, if it's twice a month, every week, um, but having that small group setting. People are using uh, curriculum in Sunday school. Uh, Really big time for Sunday school. So if you're like, what can we do for Sunday school? How can we do it? Uh, Great gender-specific ministry right then. Uh, Whether you're doing just one club or three clubs or all the clubs or your own stuff, that is a really great time to have gender-specific ministry. Um, After school programs, I've seen this working a little bit more in the urban area where you're having more after school programming and uh, there are some churches that I know that are after school doing like, I forgot what it's called, but basically like I will take care of you till your mommy can pick you up thing. What a great time when you have a bunch of little boys and little girls and you're babysitting to do gender specific ministry. So an after school program works great. Um, homeschool co-ops. Homeschool is trending right now and more and more people are choosing to homeschool. So as if anybody, is anybody in the homeschool world? So a lot of times there are co-ops and they get together and they have, okay, what's your strength and what's your gift? And, you know, sometimes they're teaching a biology class. You know, my kids at one point were in a homeschool co-op where they were actually dissecting animals because that's, it needs to be done and it's a requirement, but... If you're like me, I'm not touching that because it just grosses me out. So yeah, go to that class, right? So here's an opportunity to say, well, here's a, here's a gender-specific program that I can teach or that, that can be led. Um, one-on-one mentoring. Let's just talk about the value of that right now. One-on-one mentoring is so incredibly important. Um, Jesus left the masses, and he spent most of his time with a select few. And I know in our culture that it says spend a lot of time with a lot of people. The more likes you have, the more followers you have, the more comments you have on your social media, the more friends that you find yourself in your circle. But that's the exact opposite of what Jesus said. And it's the exact opposite of what he lived. It was, here are the people that I'm going to invest in. Here are the people that I know I've got this many that I can extend myself out to on a regular basis and do it well. And so taking advantage of one-on-one mentoring, um, again, not just with club materials, but maybe that means that there's that one girl or there's that one student that you know just needs extra love. You know that their world is falling apart. You know that life at home is really, really tough, or their mom or their dad works a lot of hours because financially they're just really struggling. So maybe you go to their softball games when mom can't. Maybe you're there just loving and serving and doing life with, hey, do you want to come over with us? We're going to go to Cedar Point for the day. Do you want to come with my family? I'm just going to say this, and it might sound horrible, So don't judge me for it. But it's okay to have favorites in that way. Because if we're all honest, we all have people. We all have people that we like more than others. And I'm not saying have favorites so that you disregard others. But there are times when, when Aaron might need Angel more than Susan might need Angel. And so I'm going to spend time with her and I'm going to invest in her and she's going to know that she matters to me because when she grows up, she's going to know what it looked like and what it felt like to serve alongside me and to be loved and what a full woman of God should do in a life of a child and therefore be a better mother and be a better wife and be a better teacher and be a better servant of the Lord. And so sometimes our girls' ministry is one-on-one ministry and that's just as powerful and it's just as strong and we can't confine it to the walls of a program. Does that make sense? Alright, so weekend retreats. Yay for weekend retreats. We could have those. I did talk about um, free resources that the National Girls Ministry has for you on that. Um, But we also actually... um, 
Aaron's pastor, uh, <laughs> I sent out about a year ago uh, a message to several pastor friends that I know, lead pastors, and I just said, where do you need resourced in the girls' ministry world? What do you need in your local church? Some of them were people who had girls' ministry serving in their church. Some of them were people who did not have girls' ministry programs. Like, just here's 15 different people from all over the state who aren't expecting this message. What do you need? So Aaron's pastor said, I would love to know how to do girls' ministry on an event basis. And I was like, okay, cool. Well... We have three events that the girls' ministry department sponsors every year, which would make it super easy. So we've got girls' retreat, first through fifth grade girls covered. We've got sixth through twelfth grade girls covered at our teen girl conference. And then we have Powet, which is a camping event for third through twelfth grade girls. So there's an easy in if it's just I'm going to come here at these moments and I can invest in three events a year. Um, Easy answer to that question. But then there's also events that you can do. Sometimes it's just going laser tag together with a bunch of girls from your church and being silly together. Hey, we're just going to go laser tag. Just the girls. Let's go out. And if the boys are jealous, good. Make them up their game. Those men got to step up, right? All right, just, for, just kidding, all the men who listen to this. <laughs> just kidding. But no, but in all seriously, it, again, it's okay. We can't not do for our girls at a risk that maybe there's not something going on for our boys. And so maybe it's, I used to, when I was a youth pastor, a young youth pastor's wife, I used to have some girls who um, used to come over and we would cook together. And I'm not like a great cook. I'm all about box macaroni and cheese, I'm not going to lie. Now my grandma from Alabama can slay it on the, but I don't have her gift. So, but we'd come over and we would make like homemade pizza and we'd make tacos and we just hung out together. But those girls are the girls who still love Jesus and call me. I'm like, you are almost 30 years old and I wasn't much older than you when I'm teaching you these things. And yet you're calling me for advice with your kids. And, and it wasn't that I did anything special. It wasn't that I planned another night of the week. It was, I'm home for this evening on a Thursday and just said, hey, anybody who wants to come over and cook dinner with me? Girls ministry. Life-altering. Bonds of relationships happening. That's girls ministry. And it's valid and it's important and it, it truly has the power to impact our culture and their lives and the lives of their children. And so it's so important to do that. Um, I would also encourage, if you're thinking event basis, even just doing local outreaches together. Um, you can do this as co-ed boys and girls, but then maybe separating. The girls are handling this part of the outreach together and the boys are handling this part of the outreach together. Just being intentional with how we serve and separating them. So, ideas and thoughts on that. What are some outreaches you can do in your community? Because you guys are quiet and I want to hear what you have to say. I know you got good brains out here. Fed the homeless. Fed the homeless. Yeah, that's awesome. And the kids loved it. In fact, the kids wanted to go every Saturday after that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this this group that does this have a schedule and mm-hmm. have all different kinds of people coming and volunteering, so we can't go every week. Sure. But we can certainly schedule it two or three times a year. Yeah. You know, and they do love that. Yeah, that's good. What else? What are some things you can do event basis wise, whether it's outreach or just locally in your own churches? Yeah. We're doing a thing with the girls. We're making up uh, baskets for the police department. That's cool. And then we're taking the girls to the police department, having a chance to meet the officers. I mean, mm-hmm. women officers and there's men officers. Yeah. Let's, let's get you acquainted so mm-hmm. you need help. You know where to to trust. That's awesome. Yeah, and our police force is really hated on these days, so I'm sure they're appreciated. Yeah, we have the, the girls make cards and, That's you know, great. tell them that they appreciate them and everything, and then at the end of the month we're taking the baskets and we're taking you know, like snacks mm-hmm. and water and, you know, Starbucks <coughs> coffee and, right. you know, just That's awesome. Say, we appreciate you. Okay. We serve in a uh, church that would find out um, not only the widows in our church, but if anybody knew of a widow in the community, and the girls would plan a tea or get together around Valentine's Day, and they would mm-hmm. sit with various ladies, and they, the girls actually loved it as much as the 
the ladies did it. Yes. Like, are we going to do that again next year? So it became an annual mm -hmm. thing, but the girls planned the menu, the girls planned the, mm -hmm. the small gifts to give the ladies, the girls decorated the tables. So it was. That's it was awesome. Like that labor intensive story. Right. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Anybody else? We went to a nursing home and did a manicure for a lady who was a coordinator probably 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. And she loved it. My girls loved it. Yeah. We love to get together with girls, right? I mean, we would all agree as much as I, I mean, I married my husband at 18 years old. He's my best friend, and I'm not that wife that's like, okay, the guy's in here and the girl's in here. I'm like, if we're in an event, I want to sit next to my husband. I love being with him, right? But how I also enjoy time with the girls. Just being silly and laughing, and there are things that Lance cannot relate to. So, you know, go on, go over there, and we're going to be giddy and laugh. And it's not that I don't love you, but... But our girls need that too. You know, there is there's something that happens when you bond. There's the inside jokes you begin to have, and those memories that are made. Um, and when we minister to people, it can't just be about come to what I have for you, come to my class. I really, again, if we're going back to love them where they are, not where you want them to be, then go into the world. I have something to offer you, and you have something to offer me. Offer me your laughter. Offer me your time. I want to spend time with you and and be silly and go go to a craft class or a painting. You know, it's all the rage. You know, go eat and paint a sunset together, or go play laser tag. We all enjoy those things. So just incorporating that time with our young girls. And honestly, when people invest in us, we want to give them our heart. There's something that when somebody shows us that we're special or we mean something to them, we're like, what can I do for you? I want to spend time with you. You're important to me. Oh, you're having this? I'll be there. You were there for me. It's a natural reciprocation that happens that we need to remember when we're looking at ministry with our young people. They want that too. They don't want to just come to girls club because it's what they do at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. They don't want to just come to youth group. They don't want to just come to your kids ministry because it's, it's 9 o'clock on Sunday morning and so we're getting ready for church. But we want them to go because there's life there and there's relationship there and they trust us and they know that we're there for them, not just because we want them to hear God's word. Because we're another authority figure that says, you should listen to what I have to say because I've got something good to say, right? Nobody wants that and we would never intentionally do that. But we have to be mindful and intentional about making those opportunities happen because um, it really, truly will grow our ministry um, and deepen it and it will become more than just a box because if we're just doing it for the badge we're failing them even in the most traditional form of our program we are failing them if it is about a badge I would say please for the love of God don't ever 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 just focus on getting through a lesson and I have that and we don't mean to I'm going to use my mom as an example because she'll never listen to this ha 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 she's such a ha ha that's what you get for grounded me um, <laughs> I don't care that it's 20 years ago no um my mom is a rule follower. It's, it's in her DNA, and I'm very much the same way. As much as I'm way louder than she ever is, like it's, it's who we are. This is the rule. This is the way it's supposed to be done. She's very type A. I am not. So for her, I've got to get through this because I feel like I'm cheating the program if I don't get through every lesson in this unit. I feel like I'm not doing it right, and I'm supposed to, and I sign a thing saying, and I don't know if I'm allowed to sign my name. Okay, Mom. What's your unit about? Helping others. Okay. Do they understand what it means to help others? Yes. Do they know what the Word of God says about helping others? Yes. Have you talked about ways that they can help others? Yes. Did they dialogue with one another and with you? Yes. Okay. Then I don't care about step three. That doesn't matter. Step three doesn't matter. They learned the point. They learned that the next time that kid is walking down the steps at school and their books fall out of their hand, that it doesn't matter if they're going to be 30 seconds late themselves. They're going to stop and they're going to help and they're going to pick up those books and they're going to put them back in their hands and say, are you okay? Do you need anything? If they got that, then they got more than a badge will ever teach them. Because that makes a difference. That's ministry. That's loving her heart, her world, his purpose. That's living his purpose. And that small moment right there, 
that's living his purpose. And so maybe you're here and you might need permission to do that. Please take permission to do that. Um, All day long, even in the traditional sense, if you're doing traditional ministry, take that liberty because it's truly about living the Word of God, learning the Word of God, mentoring, discipleship. And it's going to happen there. It's not going to happen when we rush through a lesson. It's not going to happen when we're rushing through life. But in those small moments, in those little details, sometimes it's just a text, hey, I'm thinking about you. Take those opportunities and let them soar because they're going to feel special to know, okay, they're thinking about me on Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock. I matter to them. Yeah, that's cool. So, all right, what questions do you have? I've done a lot of talking today, and I want to dive into questions that you have, maybe where you're at in your local church. What do you want to sharpen up, start, change, stop, you know? Yeah. We've got um, a group of rainbows that right now there are no crims, there are no daisies, mm-hmm. um, just the older girls, and we just don't have any girls that age right now. But we've got a rainbows uh, class that 80% of them are going to be going off to kindergarten in the fall. Um, And we don't have, we just had a couple teachers probably a couple months ago, one moved away and one of them just said, I'm retiring from this, I'm not doing this anymore. And no one else is interested in in teaching any classes. Mm -hmm. So um, we can't just move you know, those kids into the big class with mm-hmm. the through sixth grade of boys and girls. Um, but we've got to, we'll probably have to combine them, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, you know, what I look at kind of following the girl program with them or the boy program and how would, you know, I, I don't know. And this is for what age group? Um, it would be... Uh, First, first. Be, yeah, kids moving into kindergarten, which would be going to, you know, daisies or, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'm not, I didn't grow up ages, so um, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, why are the daisies a separate group? Like, yeah. just that one age group and everybody else is kind of really combined and sure. it confuses me. <laughs> it's the group at the local church that struggles too. Do they go with the first through fifth, sixth grade or fifth graders or do they go with the three and four year olds? I think it's because they are more mature than a third and fourth or three and four year old but they're not reading yet they're developmentally they are their own beast yeah even i crystal could speak to this more than i can but even on an iep it's hard to qualify as a kindergartner because you're, you're <laughs> right so it's like oh I think the girls are also maturing a little bit faster in the kindergarten level than the boys are. So just developmentally, gender-specific, it's how it's done. Um, I would say choose the format that works better. Uh, I'm biased to the girls' ministry program, so you're going to get that biased opinion from me. Um, but if... Okay. I did some research this summer, this last few months. There are correlations between the two. Mm-hmm. You can get access to both curriculum as well. I'm going to give this to you. This is the Together program. And this is going to take the Ranger program and the Girls Ministry program and tie it in a little bit. So you can have my copy of that I brought with me. You can just find one that would help you combine and then you split for a little bit. But, you know, if, even if you get another leg, you still split yeah, boys and girls. Yeah, you still could. Yeah. But it's, you can still do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, sh- that should help you um, get a clue as to what curriculum and how to pull it together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you still would do your, your game time, your snack time, your pull-together time. That's, and then part if you have two people to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and even if you don't have two people to do it, you pull what those kids need, look at mm-hmm. the needs of that group and you pull the material that fits them. Don't yeah. fit them yeah. to the material. 
so like these guys really are struggling with it, and then they're little, so are they church, are they non-church? Mm -hmm. What message do they need? Do they need salvation message? Do they need, you know, look at them as where they're coming from in their background, and mm -hmm. in your material, that would go backwards. That's a good point. Anybody else? Well, that's very scary in that case. Yeah, I can tell, but I feel the weight. <laughs> I would say, you know, even if you want to contact me, because I've pulled some of that stuff just recently, and I would help you be more than willing to talk you through looking at what we have to offer. This is what the guys have to offer. That's an interesting. I mean, we have a wonderful voice program. And yeah. We have wonderful leaders, and they're always doing something. They're always going on powwows. They're always, camp. Mm -hmm. you know, they do all kind of things. And then you have these girls over here. Well, why can't we do things? Sure. We don't have the women that are willing to step up and. Yeah. And sometimes these happen in in loving one-on-one -on -one conversations and asking somebody, you know, hey, would you be willing to partner with me? Would you would you pray with me? Because honestly, regardless of if it's them or not, prayer is going to help. Um, but even to just have teaching moments, um, loving, gentle teaching moments from whether it's a pastor or yourself, you know, even in those conversations that say things like, because to me this is the biggest, um, I would say, excuse that's consistent across the board is, A, I'm busy, and B, I just really hate missing service myself. That's the one we use. Yes, I hate missing service myself. And while we would want to be snippy and be like, well, how do you think the pastor feels? He doesn't ever get to sit in service. <laughs> um, we would never choose to say words like that. But there are teaching moments in that. I understand. Um, and there are a lot of people. Everybody who sits in the seat that you sit in feels that same way. And Because it's true. Every single one of us have felt like, man, I, I really wish I was in there that Sunday morning. It's baptism Sunday, and I'm in here with the nursery, but I really want to see people getting baptized, right? We've all had those moments of, I'm serving and I'm missing. 
relating to that, but also say those people would not be being baptized without you. There would be nobody being baptized if they weren't hearing the word of God. Um, And we need you. You're a part of that. You're a part of the ministry that's taking place out there because of. I hate when people say, I come in the nursery and I'm just wiping butts and I'm holding babies. I'm like, no, you are giving that mom a break to get in the presence of the Lord that she needs more than anything on the planet. Value that. Like, you are the hero of the church. Trust me, right? Um, But sometimes it's just relating and having those, those teaching moments and conversations that... It just we need to, our perspective shift every now and then. Most so. people like to approach personally. They do. You make a blanket yeah. statement. You can easily say that doesn't pertain. Exactly, exactly. Or you, if you just make an announcement or whatever that you need help. A lot of times you get the people that that's not a good event. They're going to say yes because they say yes to everything. Correct. Right. Yep. What well, I haven't tried it yet, but... Um, shared at the end of our church because I was asking how do you get volunteers and what she does is she has a prayer team and that's all she asks them to do hmm. and she says so then they're already kind of in league there because mm-hmm. they are praying for your ministry and your leaders and then when you put out the need that hey I need a leader because God's already been dealing with them at your ministry that's how she begins hmm. a lot of her leaders yeah she might have like six or twelve people that just yeah. nothing but pray. It's interesting. I like it. Well, we are out of time. Um, I want to give you my email address. It's angel, A-N-G-E-L. To emphasize the E comes first because everybody spells my name Angle. Um, <laughs> so A-N-G-E-L at ohioministry.net. If you have ideas you want to share, if you need ideas, if you just need to talk through processes, um, please contact me. I will either respond back with you, I'll connect with one of the reps if maybe they're closer to you if you want to meet and I can't um, answer or maybe they're better equipped than I am. We are a team. Um, Contact your local area reps. They're a wellspring of knowledge. Um, But thank you so much for coming and I hope that at least you walked away with some sort of something new and fresh. God bless you guys. Enjoy your lunch. 